praise the Lord. Kingdom Adit. Kingdom Adit. Well, we thank God for the opportunity to gather at his feet once again. I'm sure that you may be excited. Uh, just like some people are, others are not too excited about the lifting of the band. But whichever way, Jesus is Lord. The Bible says in everything we should give thanks for this is a will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. Let's bow our heads as we get into the word of God tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your presence. Thank you for the opportunity and the privilege to assemble before you. Thank you, Spirit of God. And at this, in this time of fellowship, you breathe upon your word. Let your word come with understanding and revelation. We pray the Lord at this communion table, life and vitality will be our portion. Thank you that no man or woman tuned into this broadcast, watching online at this time or later, will ever remain the same. Thank you, Spirit of God, for revelation and understanding in Jesus' matchless name. Amen. All right. We thank God for how far he's brought us. The past weeks, I started teaching on something very, very important for the times and the seasons we are living in. And we want to continue that teaching series this night. Come with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and verse number 1. But of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. Of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. This is Paul. In 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do, the heads of them were 200, and all their brethren were at their commandment. Of the children of Issachar, which were men that knew what Israel ought to do, the Bible says, the, head of, the heads of them were 200, and all their brethren were at their commandment. Now let's come to... Matthew 16, verse 1 to 3, the New Living Translation. Matthew 16. One day, the Pharisees and the Sadducees came to test him, demanding that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. He replied, you know the saying, red sky at night means fair weather tomorrow. Red sky in the morning means foul weather all day. You know how to interpret the weather signs in the sky, but you don't know how to interpret the signs of the times. Jesus was simply concerned about the inability of the Pharisees to be able to read time. It's important that as Christians and as spiritual people, we learn to understand times and seasons. And that is why I'm doing this teaching series so we can appreciate the times we are in and we can apply our lives unto wisdom. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 to 16, it said, redeeming the times for the days are evil. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the times for the days are evil. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1, the Bible talks about the fact that to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Verse 2, it says, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck that which is planted. Verse 3, 
A time to kill, a time to heal. A time to break down, a time to build up. A time to weep, a time to laugh. A time to mourn, a time to dance. A time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing. Verse 6, he says, a time to get, a time to lose, a time to keep, a time to cast away. Verse 7, a time to rend, a time to sow, a time to keep silence, a time to speak. Verse 8, he says, a time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. The question is, what times are we in? That is the question we have been seeking to answer since this teaching began. And the first part of this teaching, I told you that we are in the time of life. Time of life is a moment where you have to make a choice to live and not die. The Bible said, I have set before thee life and death. Choose life that thou and thy seed may live. God's will for you in this pandemic season is to live and not die. There are practical and scriptural steps you can take so you can live and your family through this season. And I see you surviving this season. You are living your full life in this season. And beyond, you will live to tell the story in the name of our Lord Jesus. Tonight, I want to take a step further. And I want to teach on the time to own your health. The time to own your health. The time to own your health. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19, he said, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. That I have set before thee life and death. In other words, health and sickness. Choose life, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that thou and thy seed may live. Choose life that thou and thy seed may live. It's important that you understand that though the government has lifted up the ban and we are free to be able to do whatever we want to do, we need to understand that people don't just have to throw caution to the wind and live carelessly. For us in Ghana, the past three weeks, government actually took responsibility for our health. Our health was in the hands of government. So your movement were restricted. Whatever you wanted to do was closely monitored because government was managing the health of everyone. But upon the lifting of the ban, what government is simply saying is that it's handing over the, the, the responsibility to take care of your life and that of your families into your hands. That's why I'm teaching on this particular subject so you know how to manage your life from, from henceforth. To own your health simply means to take full control and charge over your health. That's what it means to own your health. When I say to own your health, I simply means taking charge of your health or taking control of your health and that of your family. To own your health also means to accept full responsibility for healthy living. We live in dangerous times. We live in a time where we are dealing with an invisible enemy. The fact that the lockdown is lifted does not mean that the disease has been conquered. That's why you need to still be careful in the way you manage your life going forward. Come with me to the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 6 verse 1 to 5. Galatians chapter 6 verse 1 to 5. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Go to verse 2. Bear ye one another's burdens, 
and so fulfilled the law of Christ. Verse 3, for if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceived himself. He is nothing. He deceived himself. But let every man prove his own work. And then shall he have rejoicing in himself and not in another. Verse 5. For every man shall bear his own burden. I want you to take note. In verse 2, he talks about bear ye one another's burden. And then in verse 5, he talks about bear ye your own burden. So, we see in this scripture that there are two burdens. There is a burden that belongs to other people. There are burdens other people bear on your behalf. And there are burdens you have to bear on yourself. The Bible said, bear ye one another's burden. And then in another breath, he says, bear your own burden. That's what I mean by owing your health. Government for the past three weeks took steps to bear your burden of health. So wherever you wanted to go, government told you you couldn't go here. You couldn't just move about without being questioned or being stopped by the police. Today, as we speak, they will not harass you or stop you like they used to. But does it mean that you can just live your life anyhow? That is the essence of this teaching. The need to own your health in these times is critical. And it's critical for a number of reasons. Number one. The lockdown is lifted, but COVID-19 has not been knocked out yet. That's very important. The lockdown has been lifted. Restriction on movement and activities has been lifted. But the COVID-19, the disease and the plague we are dealing with has not been knocked out yet. For me, in my mind, I see it roaming about like the devil. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, verse 8 to 9, he says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the adversary, the invisible adversary we are dealing with in these times is called COVID-19. And the Bible says it's over, verse 8 to 9, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. He says, whom therefore resisteth fast in faith. We must take steps on our own as individuals, as families, to resist ourselves and to protect ourselves from getting infected or becoming afflicted with it. It's very important that we understand that the, the lifting of the lockdown does not mean that we are completely out of the woods yet. If you listen to the president, realize that from two, we are over a thousand plus now. And this afternoon, listen to news. Numbers are also still coming up. And we pray that the numbers go down. But it just tells you that we are not completely out of the woods. That's why it's important that you accept personal responsibility for your health. I listen to, I, I, I watch a, a, a brief news item where the, the director or the head of WHO was say, made a statement. I quote, he said, the worst of COVID-19 is still ahead. Unless nations can find a way to work together. He says the worst of the disease is still ahead. So the progress we have made is significant. But we are not completely out yet. And that's why we need to be careful and mindful the way we manage our freedoms from this day forward. Number two, your life is more important than the money that you may be out on the street seeking to get. It's very important. That's why you need to own your health. Some of us are rushing into the market and we are trying to get all the money we can get. 
the past three weeks, the monies you missed, you want to do multiple business, you want to do multiple things in order to get them. Please understand your life is more important than any amount of money you can make in this season. The Bible says in Luke chapter 12, verse 22 to 23, it said, Then turning to his disciples, Jesus said, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, what you have, whether you have enough food to eat or enough clothes to wear. For life is more than money and your body is more than raiment. If you listen to the president and you listen to the GMA, you realize that left to GMA, maybe the, the, the extension would have been uh, allowed to go on for a while. But the president also brought up other uh, factors. Initially, when he started speaking, he said whatever decision we take will be based on science and data. But I realized that the decision was not just based on science and data. When you listen and you read, I've taken time to read this text, and you realize that it's not just science and data. This time, what is dictating the decision is economic power. And it's very important we understand that. But in as much as it's great for him as a leader of a nation to be concerned about our economic power, our physical well-being comes before our economic power. It's very important. I just took time to go through the conditions under which the WHO says that lockdown measures can be lifted. Number one, six of them, they give six conditions under which a lockdown can be lifted. He says, number one, disease transmission must be under control. The first one, disease transmission is under control. And if you look at our nation, though the percentage of infection rate is low, the transmission is on the increase. We started with two regions. Presently, we have 10 regions and counting. That means that we, are, we have no one like you, you might just interpret the lifting of the lockdown, lock, lockdown to me. So it's very important we appreciate that. Again, number two, they said health systems are able to detect, test, isolate, and treat case and trace every contact. And in Ghana, as we speak, we have limited testing centers. We don't have testing centers across all the regions. So if tomorrow we have uh, all regions getting affected, God forbid, struggle to test is still a challenge. Again, hotspots are to be minimized in vulnerable places such as nursing homes. Number four, it says schools, workplaces, and other essential places have established preventive measures. Just yesterday, when the, the last two days, when the ban was lifted, I listened to the news in Kumasi Central Market. Almost everybody went to town just to trade. Meanwhile, until this time, they had scheduled different days for different people to come to the market. But because the fear is lifted, everybody rushed into the market. Can you imagine what that means for us? So it's very important. Number five, they said the risk of importing new cases can be managed. Of course, our borders are still locked. And even with the borders locked, we hear news of people trying to illegally enter through unapproved routes. That means that we are not completely out of the woods yet. Number six, WHO says before you lift lockdown, lock communities must, uh, are fully educated, engaged, and empowered to live under, normal, new, under, under a new normal. Now, if you look at this, you realize that we are not there yet. President says we should wear masks. Some people don't have it. Those who have it don't know how to wear it. A lot of education needs to be aggressively ongoing before we can completely restore things into normalcy. That's why before we hit that target, 
You must accept responsibility for your health. Whether you live or you die is your choice in this season. That's why what you do and what you don't do, a, a complete behavioral change is required if you must come out of this season. God is on your side, but you must accept responsibility to live. Then God becomes committed to you. And I see you living beyond the season. I said, I see you living beyond the season. So you must understand that life is more important than money. There is so much Job lost. But the Bible said, as long as Job didn't lose his life, he gained everything he lost. Everything he lost. After every, all the calamity he went through, the Bible said, God restored unto him more than twice and gave him twice as much as he had before. And I pray that by the time this season is over, there will be complete restoration for you. Even before this season is over, I prophesy supernatural restoration for you. May the Lord restore to you the things you have lost, the money you have lost, the business you have lost, the contact you have lost. And may the Holy Ghost restore them to you a hundredfold. Can I hear an amen? Number three. Number three. Because most of our health systems are weak and our health professionals are under-resourced or ill-equipped to deal with the pandemic on a greater scale. That's why I believe that GMA was trying to prevail on government not to lift the ban immediately because the resources are not enough. The PPEs are not enough. Our health systems are not strong enough. We don't have enough testing centers. So it's very important. Look at what the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 5. Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 5. He says, so Jeremiah, if you are worn out in this foot race with men, what makes you think you can race against horses? If you can't keep your weight during times of calm, what's going to happen when trouble break loose like the Jordan in a flood? I mean, if we have thousand plus and we don't have enough PPEs for health personnel to deal with it. Then imagine if the numbers uh, uh, increase astronomically. How are we going to deal with it? That's why it's important that government has lifted the ban. But don't just uh, take things for granted because we are not there yet. And we will certainly get there in the name of Jesus. We are certainly getting there in the name of Jesus. Number four, staying healthy is a far better choice than falling sick and getting well. It's important you understand this. Staying healthy is a far better choice than getting sick and getting well. Staying healthy is a far better choice than falling sick and getting well. God's will, and I'm sure that is his perfect will, is that you be in health. He says, I wish above all things that you be in health and prosper even as your soul prospered. God wants you to be in hell. He promises to heal you when you fall sick. But his perfect will is for you to be in health. So whatever steps you take to stay healthy must be your first choice measure. That is more important than getting sick. Because you see, because people are not properly informed about the disease, even after you have gotten it well, if you get the infection and you get well, you will still be plagued with another cancer called stigmatization. People who have recovered from the disease, they share their experience, sadly, of how people stigmatize them. I listened to news on Joy the other day, and I was sad about people who are being stigmatized. The person went through the crisis. God has spared him his life, and nobody wants to identify with him. Nobody wants to identify with his family. How sad. I believe that the attitude of stigmatizing infected persons and their families is ungodly, cruel, and barbaric. 
And I pray that if you are tuned into this broadcast and you have the attitude of making fun or teasing people who have gone through the experience, may the Lord have mercy on you. May you learn to express empathy and grace to people who have gone through affliction and come out. Because it could have been any of us. May the Lord keep you and preserve your life. In the name of Jesus. Number five. No human being or government can better take care of you than yourself. This is why you must own your health. No human being. In fact, if there is one lesson that COVID-19 is teaching the nations of our world, is the fact that no human being or no government has what it takes to protect its citizen completely. It is God. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain. Except the Lord keep watch over the city. Advanced nations are struggling, maintaining, coping with the numbers. They are struggling, trying to heal and bring restoration to their numbers. No human being. Look at what Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 5 says. It says, curse be the man that put a distrust in man. Look at it in the, ampli- uh, the New Living Translation. This is what the law says. Curse are those who put their trust in mere humans. Who rely on human strength and turn their heart away from the Lord. Nations who relied on their strength, nations that felt they were strong, are collapsing under the COVID-19. He says, who rely on their human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. Verse 6, they are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in barren wilderness and in unhabited salty land. Verse 7, he says, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. Verse 8, he says, there are trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves shall stay green and they will never stop producing fruit. I prophesy to you, your leaves will be green. No matter how people, how many people lose their leaves, your leaves will remain green and your fruit will be abounding. In the name of Jesus, receive that for your life and your family in Jesus' precious name. So it's important. The best way to protect yourself is not to put confidence in your health system. Your national health system may be great, but that is not enough to protect you. The best way to protect yourself, I believe, is to prevent yourself and protect yourself and your family from getting the infection. And I pray that the grace of God and the spirit of God will preserve you and your families. As I close, let me share with you four things you can do to own your health in this season. Four things. We are talking about the time to own your health. Four things. Most of us, when there is no crisis, we, we take things for granted and we live, lose lives. We are not mindful. We don't exercise. We don't take steps that will keep us healthy. But if you, beyond this uh, pandemic season, if you learn to own your health, you'll be living healthier and stronger life than you, ever, you can ever imagine. Four things you can do to own your health in this season. One, trust God to keep you and your family from the pandemic. Trust God. Trust God to keep you safe. You and your family safe from the pandemic. The Bible says in the book of Nahum, Nahum 1.7, he said, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust him. 
God is a good God. He's a stronghold in the day of trouble. And those who put their trust in him shall never be put to shame. As you place your trust and confidence in God in this season, you shall not be put to shame. You and your family shall not be put into shame. A thousand shall fall at the side, ten thousand at the right, and it shall not come nigh thee. I see you protected. Everyone around you shall be preserved. In the mighty name of Jesus. Psalm 28 verse 7. He said, the Lord is my strength and my shield. He said, my heart trusted him and I am helped. My heart trusted him and I am helped. You shall be helped in this season. God will help you and your family in this season. Psalm 125 verse 1 to 2. He said, they that trust in the Lord shall be like Mount Zion which cannot be moved. But abided forever. You and your family shall not be moved. No matter how many people get infected around you, you and your family shall be preserved. In the mighty name of Jesus. He said in verse 2, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, even so shall the Lord surround his people run about from henceforth, even forever. May the Lord surround you and your household. May everywhere you go, every step you take, may you be surrounded by God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Psalm 127, he said, accept the Lord, build it. That's why you need to trust God. Your trust shall be in him and him alone. Psalm 121 verse 1, I like it. He said, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord. The Lord which made the heavens and the earth. Verse 2, he said, my, verse 3, he will not suffer thy food to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither sleep nor slumber. Verse 5, he said, the Lord is thy keeper. May God, who is everywhere, whose eyes are everywhere, may he keep and preserve you. May he be your shade upon thy right hand. Verse 6, he said, the sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. Verse 7, he said, the Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. And I prophesy upon you, your family, upon the Fedal's family, everywhere that the Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your going out. He shall preserve your soul. Verse 8 said, He shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in. Even as the lockdown is lifted, as you go out and as you come in, may Jehovah God in whom you trust, in whom you have placed your faith, may he preserve your going out and your coming in. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. So it's important, trust the Lord. Keep your faith fixed in him. Keep your heart fixed on him. They looked unto him and they were enlightened and their faces were not ashamed. If you are going to own your health, you must put your trust in God. Number two, boost your immune system by taking the communion together with your family daily. Boost your immune system. Boost your immune system. Take the communion daily. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 12 verse 11, they overcame him. By the blood of a lamb and by the word of their testimony. By the blood of a lamb and by the word of their testimony. If you overcome, you need to take turn to your stronghold. The Bible said in Zechariah, he said, turn ye to your strongholds, ye prisoners of hope. Our stronghold is in the blood of a lamb. By the blood we overcome. By the blood we win. By the blood we are sanctified. By the blood we are saved. By the blood we are secure. And as you take stronghold in the blood, I see security on every side. In the mighty name of Jesus. Understand people are taking all kinds of things, vitamin C and all of those things. But listen, this is a stronger immunity for you. Look at what the Bible says about it. First, first Corinthians chapter 11 verse 30. He said, for this reason, many are sick. Many are weak. 
and many die among you. For this cause, many are weak and sickly and many sleep. Why? He said, for the reason that they didn't take the communion with understanding and revelation, they are sick. In other words, when you come to the Lord's table, every time like we are going to take the communion tonight, with revelation and understanding, you are preserved, you are protected, and you are secure. Every time you take the communion, supernatural life, supernatural health, supernatural strength is imparted to you. And as you go on this holy diet, in this season, I see your immune system supernaturally built up. No virus will be able to enter your system. No demonic entity shall be able to penetrate through your system. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus said in John chapter 6 verse 54, he said, Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood had eternal life. And I will raise him up. Eternal life means the God kind of life. Oh, what kind of life can be better than that? The God kind of life. The Zoe of God. When you take the communion, you simply imbibe the God kind of life. I see God's kind of life entering you tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. And as you continue to partake of it consistently on a daily basis with your family. Get a bottle of wine. Get a bottle of drink. Get some biscuit. And be serving yourself and your family the communion daily. This is supernatural vaccination. And it will keep you healthy and strong. Look at what the Bible says in John chapter 6 verse 56. Jesus said, John chapter 6 verse 56. He said, he who, he who eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. While I was preparing for this service, he said, he whosoever eateth my flesh and drink, dwelleth in me. Don't forget, in uh, Psalm 91, he said, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. So when you take the communion in faith, your residential address is sent to a place where coronavirus cannot come. I see you secured and protected as you take the communion with revelation and understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. Number three, Number three, practice personal lockdown in absence of, in the absence of national lockdown. Practice, practice personal lockdown in the absence of national lockdown. Practice it. Practice personal lockdown. What do you mean by practice personal lockdown? Make sure that you put some restrictions and limit on your movement. Don't just be moving at a scatter, going to places where you are not needed. Practice it. Look at what the Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians 10, verse 23. The King James says, all things are lawful for me. Like now, the lockdown is lifted. No police may ask you too many questions. But all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. He said, all things are lawful for me, but all things do not edify. I like the contemporary English version. He says, some of you say, we can do whatever we want. Some of you say we can do whatever we want. But I tell you, not everything may be good or helpful. There are many things you can do. But in this pandemic season, many places you can go. But in this season, not everything will be helpful or beneficial. That's why you need to still practice it on your own. Keep your distance. Take steps to make sure that you don't unduly or foolishly expose yourself. And as you do so, I see the grace of God and the spirit of God keep you and preserve you and your family. Finally, take practical steps to protect yourself and your family or loved ones from contracting the infection. Take practical steps. 
if you be able to, if you apply yourself to these four steps, I, I don't see how Satan can go around it to come and afflict you. I see you preserved and protected. In the mighty name of Jesus, take practical steps. Don't just be talking faith without works. The Bible said faith without works is dead. Being alone. Take practical steps. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 3. Look at what the Bible says. He said a prudent man sees danger. He foresees danger and takes precautions. When you take precautions, it doesn't mean that you are a fearful person. Taking precautions is an act of faith. A prudent man sees danger and he takes precautions. So all the things we were taught, we were taught to do before. The lockdown was placed and after it was lifted, all of those things are still applicable. Very much applicable. Very much applicable. Keeping our social distances, very much applicable. Washing our hands, very much applicable. Using our sanitizer, very much applicable. And now, the new one they've introduced is wearing a face mask. Please learn to wear it well. And may the Lord preserve you. May the angel of God watch and protect you. May God keep you and your family. I declare and prophesy upon you that in this season, you and your household shall be preserved. You shall be kept in perfect health. In the name of Jesus, so it shall be in your life. You are blessed. It's time for us to come to the Lord's table. And I want you to come with faith, understanding that it's a means by which supernaturally your address is changed. You are changing your location. You are changing where you live. He said, whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood, dwelleth in me. And I don't see how when you are dwelling in God, the virus can come and affect you. You shall be preserved and protected. And so in the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you as we partake of your body and your blood. We receive health and wholeness, vitality into our beings. I declare that this communion becomes the body and the blood of Jesus. In every home where this is lifted to you, I decree that whatever it is, even if it's water and a biscuit, it becomes a body and the blood of Jesus. And as we partake of it, we receive divine immunity. We receive supernatural vaccination. Thank you that as we go on this diet and we remain on it, we are supernaturally secured and protected against this demonic plague. We thank you and we bless you for health, vitality, and divine life that is entering our systems today and always. In Jesus' matchless name, amen. Go ahead and take it with your family. Great. I trust that you've been blessed. I look forward to seeing you on Sunday. We are going to have another powerful session on Sunday. And I want you to invite your friends and family and come along with them. Make sure that you also share the video. Let friends and family get to hear about it because this is a time where everybody needs to take over. If you don't share the knowledge you have with others, they can get infected and bring it to you. But I see you preserved and protected in the name of Jesus. Maybe you tune in or you are watching at whatever time and you are not born again. You want to say, Pastor, I want to be born again. This is a time I want you to pray this simple prayer of faith with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I admit I'm a sinner and I call upon you. Come into my heart. Forgive me my sin. Be my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died for me. I confess with my mouth that you rose again for my salvation. Thank you for having mercy on my soul. 
saving me. I declare by faith that I'm a new creature in Christ. Thank you, Father, for grace to walk with you and to live for you. In Jesus' precious name. Now, may the Lord preserve you and protect you. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to send us an email, send us a WhatsApp. We want to stay in touch with you, get to know you, and be a blessing. Help you to know how to keep on in your walk with God. The Lord bless you and preserve you. So I see you on Sunday. Stay safe, stay covered, stay protected. Stay under the covering of the blood, knowing that I love you very much. I love you with all my heart. The Lord bless you.